helping students gain 21st century career skills and solve real problems in agriculture through research SAEs. Advising and supporting agri-science research SAEs. That's today's topic on Owl Pellets. Welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. All right, Brooke Thiel from North Dakota State University. Thank you for being with us today on Owl Pellets. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Brooke, tell us a little bit about you and then tell us about what we're going to be talking about. Sure. Um, so I'm a doctoral student at North Dakota State University. I was a high school ag teacher for seven years prior to starting my um, PhD. And I am going to be talking about part of my thesis research, which was related to agri-science research SAEs. So my big reason for doing that as my um, first research study was that as a high school ag teacher, I utilized agri-science research SAEs quite heavily with my students. And I was perplexed that there really wasn't a lot of data um, to back up how they can benefit our students. And so I really wanted to explore beyond, you know, the general benefits of engaging in SAE is what, what could students get out of participating in agri-science research? Very cool. So, you know, you're playing to the jury here. I am a big proponent of agri-science, got the SAE kind of thing, the agri-science fair, Kind of, you talked about your experience there as, a, as an ag teacher. Before we get into the data, what, why did you find that to be useful as the ag teacher and then that lead that into what you found from your research? Yeah. So I think like a lot of teachers, I had this nagging feeling that I wasn't doing my job well enough because a lot of my students weren't involved in good quality realistic SAEs. Um, I felt like I had this gap. And when I kind of came to discover agri-science research as an opportunity and gained the courage to like give it a shot, um, I was really blown away by the things that my students were doing. Um, the, the level of research that they were able to accomplish over the years that you know, watching them go from their freshman year with their first project all the way to their senior year, um, just see the skills that they developed, the ability to um, inquire and research and explore um, was, was so cool as a teacher. And I felt like I was finally engaging my students in an SAE that was actually exposing them to a career that they would be um, capable and able to pursue. Um, I taught in a suburban school. And so a lot of my kids didn't come from production ag backgrounds. They weren't going to get jobs in production ag when it was all said and done. And there's a huge shortage of students to go into agricultural research. And so I felt a little bit um, like I needed to do something to help students discover that career area as well. And so um, that was kind of what motivated me to, to use those as an area. And then, um, you know, now that we know, I mean, we know that 
obviously engagement in an activity would expose you to that career area, but is there something in addition that students could, could gain from that participation? I love that because, you know, I, I think I was always, I was a, I, I was a science fair geek. And so when I was in ag education, there was no agri science fair. Um, but I loved the science fair and I loved it from an early age and worked all the way through it. And I'm not going to humble brag a little bit, but I went to the international science fair in agronomy. Um, but you know, we talk about the agri science fair so much, but it wasn't until I really started looking at the new SAE model that I started to realize our SAE types are really these amazing, um, learning grounds for these major categories of careers. And I think like what you're saying, I just didn't connect until I really started reading the SAE for all information that there are a million jobs in research and development. And so, you know, I think we have so many, for so many years, we've built volcanoes, you know, the typical, which plant likes rock and roll music, you know, but I think really the way the SAE for all and the SAEs and research really have been built they prepare students to start to think about a line of inquiry or an invention even, you know, like inventing and researching and developing. And man, that's so huge in ag right now. I, I love that you're talking about that because I, I don't know how well we always connect with students that you're doing a research-based SAE because you want to be in research and development. So I, I think that's exciting and really cool. Yeah, and I think it's hard for ag teachers when we didn't come from that experience, right? Like a lot of my experiences growing up in ag education were production-based, were very traditional. Um, I loved science, but my school didn't have a science fair. Um, and so it is a little uncomfortable to push your students into an SAE area that you yourself don't feel comfortable in. But I think it's really important for us to have those conversations and talk about you know, are we really preparing our students for the careers that are out there? And if so, how do we do that? And, and th for me, this was one way to do that. So I'm curious, what did you figure out? Well, um, I compared students that had in, engaged in agri-science research and those that hadn't. Um, and I measured 21st century skill development. And 21st century skills is a buzzword. I'm sure our teachers have all heard the term before. Um, a, I like 21st century skills. Like I'm a big fan of, of the development of those skills um, for a lot of different reasons. And we can talk about that if you, if you want to later. Um, but I think it's important for us to communicate in a way that our administrators and our stakeholders understand as well. And 21st century skills is a buzzword for people outside of ag ed as well. And so I wanted to use that as my measurement. But for people who don't know what those are, it would be your critical thinking and problem solving, creativity. Um, but I think importantly, too, like flexibility and adaptability, um, you know, leadership, um, being productive, et cetera. And so I compared students in both groups um, in agri-science research SAE and not. And the students that had engaged in agri-science research SAEs um, expressed higher levels of those 21st century skills in like seven of the 11 areas uh, and the ones that you would expect anyways. And um, which was, I thought a positive outcome um, that they recognized, felt more confident in their abilities in those areas compared to other students. You know, it's, you know we've talked about those as soft skills for so long. But in the new SAE for All model, we can clarify those as one of the five foundational elements of career readiness, um, career and workplace readiness. So it's nice to be able to connect those. 
Yeah, definitely. And everyone has a different name for them. Soft skills is correct. Employability skills, career readiness skills. I think at the end of the day, I like to think of them as transferable skills. You know, we teach our technical agriculture skills. Um, but again, this goes back to my philosophy of, of teaching as a high school teacher, working in a suburban school where I knew a lot of my kids weren't going to go into production ag, potentially weren't even going to go into agriculture. And I wanted them to have skills that they could use in whatever career they went into. And so the development of things like problem solving, creativity, teamwork, et cetera, for me, I felt confident knowing that no matter what career they went into, they were going to have useful skills um, that would benefit them in whatever they chose to do. So I think this is uh, some great work that you've done and, and certainly around the skill sets related to SAEs. Um, so I got a couple questions, but first of all, what, what's this mean for ag teachers out in the field and how do, how do we um, implement and, and how did you kind of implement and work on this, this skill development as part of the SAE program? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and something that I've been a little perplexed by still. Brooke, Brooke, you don't have to boost his ego by telling him he has good questions. You can just, you know, <laughs> we, we just kind of kind of the head and move on. And so you, you can do the same thing. <laughs> no, I like that question. <laughs> um, I, um, you know, a finding that we had, um, an unintentional finding was that there was a lot of confusion over what is an agri-science research SAE? What is agri-science fair? and what's an agri-science project. And I've continued research in this area and I'm still finding that there's a lot of ambiguity over, you know, what's the difference? And I think SAE for All has been a good conversation. Um, this idea that maybe we've separated SAE a little too intentionally from what we do in the classroom by saying like, nope, SAE never comes in the classroom. It doesn't take place in the eight to four school day. Like SAE is outside of class time. And I think that has some really negative implications for our ag teachers. Um, Agri-science research, what I found through, um, I did some interviews with teachers that have done agri-science research, and it takes a lot of time um, on the teacher's part because it's so individualized. You're working with um, students on a one-to-one -one basis. If you have 20 students involved in an agri-science research SAE outside of class time, that's really, really difficult to manage. And I think that the conversation needs to take place as to, you know, can these take place in the classroom? Um, my personal opinion is that the student outcomes are more important than what we label them as. Is it an agri-science research SAE? Is it an agri-science fair project? Is it an agri-science research project? Um, I think it's more important that we, we give our teachers um, the support um, to go about implementing them in whatever way works for them. And for a lot of teachers, that means um, integrating it into their classrooms and, um, and maybe exposing students that way. And as they grow their SAE over time, maybe those SAEs expand into a, a place where, you know, they're too big to take place in the classroom or they're pairing them up with people outside of their school district. Um, but I think we need to soften a little bit on, on where these take place. Uh, you know, I think it's, I, I get it. Like when we talk SAE for all, um, I could not have implemented it perfectly, even today. You know, it's impossible. There's too many variables. But that doesn't mean that holding the ideal in our mind and having the mission and the ideal in our mind helps us then stay as true to that as possible. You know, I just think like to me, it really all goes back to that career plan. If a student is wanting to be an attorney, 
maybe the agri science fair isn't the right path. Like the, the storyline doesn't line up. Maybe then more of the oral argumentation or parliamentary procedure, you know, like I wish if I could go back and teach ag, I could try to look at every student and say, you know, your story makes sense. You played around and you kind of explored a million things, but then as you got interested, we really directed you in a path that makes sense. So, you know, I think that's also, you know, is it a contest or is it a SAE? <laughs> and, you know, I think SAE for all, for me, it has said it's an SAE that, that has an award structure with it. Um, but, you know, it would just be cool if we could really look and say a student has some kind of interest in research, maybe as a job. But I don't know how I don't know. I don't see many people talking to students and saying, are you interested in being a professor or are you interested in working for a company in research and development? Have you seen what you could do if you worked for Bayer? Maybe we need to visit their laboratory and see what being a scientist would be like at Bayer. And then it naturally makes sense that you would try your hand at science before you chose that career. You know, it's just that storyline. If, if it all makes sense, then it starts to line up a little better. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I, I do think our job as ag teachers is to expose students to careers that they never would have considered. Um, one of my favorite lines is that, you know, without ag education, um, students wouldn't know what opportunities are out there because you don't see many kindergartners with their little signs lined up on the first day of kindergarten where it says, when I grew up, I want to be a plant pathologist. But like, that's our job is to teach kids that that's a real viable career option that they may have no idea exists. So I think using like the agri-science research SAE as an opportunity to expose students is really key. You know, that becomes a huge challenge because um, a lot of ag teachers, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, have a pretty narrow view of, of what careers and opportunities are. You know, whether where we grew up, where we went to school and some of those kind of things. So to start thinking about this huge, wide world of uh, opportunities and careers, um, it can be a challenge. And, and particularly in a society today, when we're asking juniors and seniors in high school, what are you going to do when you graduate? Where are you going to school? What are you going to prepare for? And it's not until they get on campus or even get into some internships and work experiences where they really at the collegiate level where they really get to see all of those opportunities. So, you know, what are those professional development opportunities and how can we help support teachers to expand their horizon and their understanding of what opportunities are out there for careers for our students because they can go so many different directions and, and uh, you know, we'd be lucky in a classroom of 20 students that two of them would end up in the same career field. They could go that many different directions so quickly. So I think yeah. it's an important conversation to have within the profession. Well, well you know, I, you hit about this on there earlier, Brooke, was this is a great way to interact between the, the science teaching, the science concepts, and the career piece. You know, we're talking about project-based learning. You know, why do we have this false way that we got to keep it out of the classroom. This is a re really good way to, to integrate all the different pieces of school-based ag ed. And, you know, you go back and you look at the skills that were developed by the students that did this. These are the things that employers are wanting. These are the things that schools are shooting for. So I, I think you're really talking to teachers here, showing them this is a great way to really integrate all these different pieces without trying to do things completely separately. And it makes their, their jobs easier as well. Yeah, no, I think anytime we can maximize what we're already doing rather than doing one more thing. 
um, I think that benefits our teachers. And, and I agree um, with Dr. Metallic that there needs to be some professional development. Um, we need to make sure that teachers feel confident in their ability to integrate agri-science research SAEs because it's not something that a lot of our teachers had experience with as students. Um, and in a lot of cases have limited experience, you know, from their pre-service or prior professional development experiences. It's just so new. Um, and part of that is, you know, relying on our teachers that are really good at it um, to share their story, to highlight the good things they're doing and the good things their students are, are doing. Um, the benefits that they're, you know, experiencing from engagement in this activity. I think as we have more and more students that go on to college and get jobs in, in research and development to come back and, and share, you know, how agri-science research really impacted their career plan, I think that will be beneficial. Um, it, it just takes time for these things to be adopted and, um, and, and to get to the level that, um, that they can be. But, um, but we definitely have... Um, you know, some challenges looking forward into the future to, to fully, um, you know, implement this across um, nationwide. One thing that comes to mind is I did a qualitative study um, here in Oklahoma. And what we found is we had a lot of ag teachers. Well, that's not true. What we found was we had um, a case where, um, you know, like we all do, the teacher had figured out how to win the agri-science fair. And a lot of times that included the teacher having this enormous pressure to come up with 15 amazing projects that he could, you know, hand out to each student. You know, here's 15 projects so we can all win. And I always felt that pressure of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what your topic is. Let me try to figure it out for you. But I'm on a grant project right now with Gaya Hawk and Jeremy um, Falk, Idaho, Kansas, and us at NC State. And we basically co-opt with teachers to build relationships with their local research centers. So now we have research center scientists that are in collaboration with ag teachers pretty often. And students are conducting research in conjunction with their research center, which for example, in North Carolina, the research centers are all locally relevant. So if the area is very big in um, horticultural crops, that's what the research center focuses on. And now the students are doing relevant research. And some of the projects have been really interesting and the ag teacher didn't have to dream it up because you know the things that they're studying at a research center are the cutting edge real things. And the students were able to replicate those projects and be a part of the real science, the real process of producing knowledge. So I, you know, I think some of those connections can take the pressure off the ag teacher and also align it really well with, you know, an SAE connecting them with research centers is a really cool resource that's in every state. Yeah. And, you know, we, we researched or um, surveyed 10th through 12th graders. Um, so we wanted to look at students that had, had done agri-science research for at least a year. Um, we didn't make a comparison between students that had done it four years versus students who had done it one year. Um, it was just had you or had you not. And I think like from my own, so, so what we know is that in general, just engagement in agri-science research leads to positive skill development. But from my own experience, you know, agri-science research, I think it's important for it to be scaffolded. Um, I, I think it's a lot of pressure on ag teachers, like you said, to come up with these world-changing 
creative um, ideas. And we have to remember we're working with like ninth graders who have never ever, or seventh and eighth graders, um, who have never ever done this on their own. And so for them to just go through the process of creating an agroscience research project um, on their own, even if it is just studying the impact of the amount of water on germination, it's still the process of developing those skills, of asking those questions, of doing independent research, and and they will grow. <laughs> like, you know, by their senior year, we want to see them doing more than that. But, um, you know, that skill development happens even in a simple project, and it just continues to improve and grow every single year. Brooke, thank you so very much. This has been a great conversation. You know, ag teachers, I think it's important to go back. We've had a lot of conversations about SAEs, about doing science. I think this is a great study to show how all those things come together to really bring the academic side of things, the, the application side of things, the science and the skill attainment to there. So, Rook, thanks for leading us through this conversation today. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me. I'm, I'm excited to see um, how agroscience research continues to grow across agricultural education nationwide. Um, and I hope um, to continue to provide resources and support to teachers as um, we continue to move forward. So thank you again for allowing me to share. So as always, this is great stuff. And Brooke's information and this study and other resources are going to be linked to the infographic. Check out the work she's doing. Talk to her about uh, the agri-science, the research SAEs that she's got going on. This is a great way to, to, to help do what you do every day in your classroom. Brooke, thanks for sharing with us today and for all your great work. And look forward to people checking out your work on Owl Pellets. Awesome. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.